If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. And now, from Wallenberg Studios in the heart of Utah, Broadcasting from across America, across the fruited plains, from sea to shining sea, and throughout the world, the Wallenberg Radio Network is proud to bring to you The Brian Wallenberg Show. The Brian Wallenberg Show. A conservative take on politics, news, and current events, exposing fake news and giving you the real scoop with a lot of great insights you won't find anywhere else. And now, here's your host, multi-time broadcast award winner. Multi-time broadcast award winner, Brian Wallenberg. And as we kick off season number four of the Brian Wallenberg Show, live here on the Wallenberg Radio Network, welcome on back. For all my great listeners throughout America and throughout the world, we continue this quest of providing... The real scoop on politics and what's going on in the world and across America. So welcome on back. Hope everyone continues to enjoy the program. Got lots of stuff uh, to talk about as usual. Uh, lots of great stories. So uh, without further ado... Let's go ahead and uh, get things started. Wallenberg Radio Network News. Here's Brian Wallenberg. All right. Got uh, a few good stories to uh, talk about. We have uh, well a little bit of breaking news. We have trouble going on in the world. We have few things we have uh, gas prices that are out of control at this time we have which um, you know I'm trying to make uh, heads and tails of what's really going on here um, we have uh, the, the gas prices could soar mainly on the east coast uh, because of a cyber attack forces closure so millions of americans could be paying more at the pump because hackers in eastern europe allegedly hey how, how they were this allegedly idled a massive u.s pipeline company colonial pipeline which operates a five and a half thousand mile pipeline stretching from texas to the northeast has so far not indicated when the flow of oil will resume and this has been on since uh, Friday. So this could be the most impactful ransomware attack in history. A cyber disaster uh, turning into a real world catastrophe. And uh, yeah, so I'm trying to make heads and tails of 
what this is going on. I mean, is there anything the U.S. can do to get it going again? It's really controlled by overseas. Now, there's speculation that it just might be an excuse that the government, controlled by Democrats, is using to cover things up. Now, this is where we need to depend upon American oil. Uh, Since day one, Joe Biden stopped the uh, Keystone Pipeline project. We'd rather import oil and rely on other companies. And this is, uh, well, kind of the result of this. We need to be more independent and uh, not depend on other countries. And when something like this happens, is there really anything that United States can do, um, you know, so we're waiting on, so we have to pay a ransom to, uh, Europe, people in Europe or a company in Europe that shut everything down. That's, uh, you know, some, some just doesn't sound right that America, you just can't do anything about it. That's really odd. Um, let's see. Also in the news. Ilan Omar cheers on the Palestinians uh, as they continue to deadly rocket uh, rage there. Now, yeah, this is uh, another thing, too. It's um, Israel strikes back with the military strikes against the Palestinian terrorist targets in response to rocket attacks. Now, get this. Ilan Omar... The one who basically cheered on 9-11 is cheering on Palestine. You know, Pakistan, I should say. Sorry. Um, Yeah, and she's saying that Israel, who's defending themselves against airstrikes, calls that an act of terrorism. It's got it backwards. That's defending. You see, because of uh, her heritage in Somalia... Um, anything going on in the Middle East, they she worships them, and oh yeah, you can't fight back because that's terrorism. So, which is basically totally backwards. So basically, what she's trying to say is about if I'm walking down the street and some Middle Eastern guys tries to pickpocket me, it's okay. But then if I try to fight back and stop them, I'm committing terrorism. That's basically what Ilan Omar says, and that's what she's thinking. It's basically her innuendos right there. Which is obviously not true. It's uh, not what's going on. But, yeah, that, that's what she's saying. Also... In the news, the United States fires 30 warning shots at Iranian boats. Now, this is something that's kind of gone on for a while. We have Iran that are threatening uh, U.S. Navy gunships. So, yeah, so things are getting very tense in the Middle East slightly. Um, well, I should say, yeah, 100 days after Joe Biden uh, took office, which is right about now. So, on Monday, United States officials said 
that 13 armed speedboats of Iran's Revolutionary Guard made unsafe and unprofessional high-speed maneuvers toward U.S. Navy vessels in the Strait of Hormuz. You know, they've been... It's been going on also, too, since uh, Donald Trump was president. Uh, when they're saying he doesn't want Iran harassing our boats. Uh, because you get the U.S. military involved. Now, U.S. military is strong. So, they want to start messing with the Navy. Those warning shots are going to be uh, not warnings pretty soon if, uh, if Iran wants to keep this up. So, that's kind of what's been going on. So, we could be on the verge of getting into a war. Um, if uh, Sleepy Joe, uh, Dementia Joe, what I like to call him, doesn't get up and start uh, doing something about it, but you know the Democratic Party as of late, they're just... They, they, they love foreigners, they love the Middle Easterns, and we're not allowed to defend ourselves against them, so that's kind of where they're stances and um, it's going to be detrimental to our country the way the Democrats are and I'm going to be getting into that uh, also too uh, later on throughout the program so yeah uh, anyway uh, enough of that Uh, let's go on to our next segment here as we start the uh Season number four, The Great New Sound. Also, a few new segment topics. That's very exciting for me, including uh, this new segment right here. Great Americans will do whatever they can to fight for freedom in our republic. They are American patriots at work. And that's what we want to hear. As we stand up to uh, the Democrats, Fight for truth and justice and to strengthen America. So, um, Republicans are trying to censure Iowa Congresswoman Liz Cheney for, with her, uh, she's a Republican, she has this hatred for Trump, uh, voted with the Democrats to impeach uh, President Trump, and whether she gets voted out in her home state is one thing, and that'll you know, they'll have a chance to do that coming up next year. But they're also trying to remove her from her leadership position. And uh, Kevin McCarthy, the House Minority Leader, has been weighing in on what's going on. Now, the vote is scheduled for Wednesday, May 12th. Republicans will have a chance to vote her out of her chair position. Uh, by the time this program hits the airwaves here, that uh, may have already happened, so this might be old news by the time, because that's happening pretty quick. So uh, Kevin McCarthy talks about ousting Liz Cheney and how the Democrats are destroying the country and why we need a strong conservative Republican in a leadership position to 
to kind of fight off the Democrats. Uh, everyone in le leadership serves at the pleasure of the conference. And as you know, there is a lot at stake. Democrats are destroying this nation. We've watched the greatest expansion of government in this socialist liberal agenda. We watched them destroy our borders where hundreds of thousands are coming across, not being tested for COVID. We're catching people on the terrorist watch list. You've got the destruction of our energy. You've got the largest missed jobs report in more than two decades. To defeat Nancy Pelosi and this socialist agenda, we need to be united. And that starts with leadership. That's why we will have a vote uh, next week. And we want to be united in looking, moving forward. And I think that's what will take place. Yeah, so basically removing her from her chair position is not so much punishment. They just need to have a conservative Republican, not a Republican Trump hater, to be in a leadership position. So that's basically what it comes down to. Uh, not somebody that's going to vote with the Democrats. Oh, but speaking of which, um, in Utah, um, Utah Republicans have voted to censure uh, Mitt Romney. So we'll see what ends up happening with that. So I just thought, thought, thought I'd just bring that up since it just came to mind here. But uh, yeah, Kevin McCarthy also talks about while they'll be voting Liz Cheney out of her conference chair position. Now, any member can take whatever position they believe in. That's what, that's what the voters vote on the individuals, and they make that decision. What we're talking about is a position in leadership. We are in one of our biggest battles ever for this nation and the direction whether this next century will be ours. As conference chair, you have one of the most critical jobs of the messenger of going forward. Are we talking about what the Democrats are doing on the border? Are we talking about all the missed jobs report that we just had? Are we building an economy? Are we watching Joe Biden create inflation that we've never seen before, a takeover of government? the rising of taxes, the damage of what will be done that we cannot come back for. That's why we need a conference that's united. That's why we need a conference chair that is delivering that message day in and day out and uniting the nation to make sure that we are on the right footing going forward. Yeah, so that's basically what uh, the congressman was saying there. Uh, McCarthy was saying that, yeah, you can have any stance you want to be in there. You know, they're not going to oust you out of office because a Republican has one liberal viewpoint. But to be a conference chair, you know, you got to be more conservative. And, and they want somebody more perfect in there that's going to be on the same page with the Republican Party, not doing her own thing. So being in there is one thing. They're not removing her from office. That's up to the voters in her state next year. But uh, no, this leadership position is something else. So, but anyway, uh, first break of the program right now. I'll be back in one minute. Got lots more great stuff coming up as my show continues. Stick with me. Be right back. You're listening to The Brian Wallenberg Show on the Wallenberg Radio Network. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older. Or that's what your doctor tells you. 
But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Politics, news, and current events. We do that better than anyone. Great news stories. Great insights. You're listening to The Brian Wallenberg Show on the Wallenberg Radio Network. And welcome on back. Season 4 premiere of The Brian Wallenberg Show. Great new sound. Always great news stories. As we always have here on the program, that's something that's never changed and that's something that never will change. I'll always be here providing the great news stories probably till the day I die. I'll never want to give this up and my listeners all over the world feel the same way. So yeah, but uh, without further ado, let's go ahead and continue on with the program. Have opinions on your favorite top news stories? Well, so does Brian. All of your news delivered like no one else. It's time for Brian's News Insights. All right, so I'll take it back to my home state of Minnesota. There's been a lot going on there as of late. And no, we're not talking about riots and protests and the Derek Chauvin trial. And all that stuff. But uh, last week we had a bank robbery attempt in the Minnesota city of St. Cloud, Minnesota. Um, now here's kind of the interesting thing. Uh, this wasn't just a quick in and out bank robbery. Uh, this guy went in there. His name is Ray McNeary. He's 35 years old of uh, Waite Park, Minnesota. Um. So he held five employees hostage at a Wells Fargo bank for more than eight hours last Thursday. Um, so, and here's the thing. The guy didn't have a gun. It's uh, one of those uh, bank robberies where you walk in, you know, you hold your finger, arm under your jacket. Hey, got a gun. Give me all your money. You know, that, that, that type of thing. So he didn't have a gun. And he held five employees there for eight hours because they thought he did have a gun. Now, I know they want to be safe and they, and they teach people on how to handle robberies, cooperate with them if they don't display a gun. Don't push them because you don't want them to. Um, they have rules to follow. I get it, but uh, eight hours... Boy, if I haven't, if it was me, if I haven't seen a gun within like two hours, I'd be devising a plan saying, hey, can we just 
try to take this guy out since he won't show us a gun. I probably would have tried to do that after, you know, a couple hours. I mean, but yeah, they were released uh, late Thursday evening, like late in the evening. I'm not sure what time, but I know it's late in the evening. So, the man uh, faces, so McNeary uh, faces some charges. Now, he's got a criminal past. Now, let's just say that. He has a criminal past, but he hasn't learned his lesson, so he's out on the streets, yada, yada. This one, I don't think he's going to get out for, uh, unless they get some criminal-loving, libtard, Democrat judge that Wants to go easy on this guy. Uh, plea bargain. But still, a plea bargain should ha- carry a hefty sentence. Because he's facing uh, one count of aggravated robbery. Uh, even though he didn't have a gun, it's not armed robbery. It's going to be aggravated robbery. Uh, one count of aggravated assault. And five counts of kidnapping. When you hold someone hostage, it's kidnapping. So, I know the judge has a minimum and a maximum sentence to work with. I don't think this guy is going to get, well, especially with his criminal past, he's not going to get too many minimums. But even the minimum should put him away, gosh, for at least 50 years. But, uh, yeah, the guy didn't have a gun. Now, I don't know if the hostages feel stupid. Maybe they feel a little bit of that and they're saying, oh, well, it was worth it to not make this guy display a gun if he if he really had a gun. So, um glad it's over with. Nobody was really hurt. Um, I just, I don't know. I, <laughs> if it was me, I would have tried to do something within the first couple of hours if he didn't display a gun or just leave and see if the guy could stop you or whatever because the cops had the bank surrounded for like eight hours there and it was a big standoff situation, so... Anyway, uh, let's continue on. Let's go on to our next segment. And yes, it's another new segment. Can't wait for the huge stories? Well, wait no more. Brian is here with the exclusives. Yeah, well, got a good one for you. If you remember the Derek Chauvin trial, speaking of that, um, I'm going to talk a little bit about that right now. Um, we have one of the jurors name is Brandon Mitchell. He's getting a lot of fame. Um, now I don't know where to start with this. He is basically a member of Black Lives Matter. Now the jurors had to answer questions when during jury selection. One of the questions was, have you ever attended a protest uh, against police brutality and yada yada. He answered no to all that. But Brandon Mitchell attended a protest type deal in Washington, D.C. last August. So he basically lied on that questionnaire and says, oh, it was just a rally. Well, yes, it was a Martin Luther King rally, but he wore a T-shirt that said, uh, you know, get off my neck. And BLM. That was on his t-shirt. And that's been on social media. So basically that disqualified him for being a juror. And if you see the punchline here. That technically disqualifies him. Because yeah he. Is a partial juror. 
And yeah, he he lied about that questionnaire on during the uh, jury selection. I asked if I attended any protests for George Floyd or anything for police brutality. Uh, my answer was no, because I hadn't. Um, this, this particular march was for more so for voting, voter registration, getting people out to get out and vote for the presidential election that was upcoming uh, ah. a couple months afterward. And this was the only one that you attended? Correct. This is the only thing I attended. So you did not attend the protests for, on behalf of George Floyd or anything like that? No, I didn't. Liar. Did none of that. Liar, liar, pants on fire. Because George Floyd's family was there, including also Breonna Taylor. It was a rally against police brutality. Yes, it was. He wore a BLM shirt and everything and get off my neck. So that's all a lie. He's a big liar. That's another thing I don't trust this guy too. He's a liar. He lied on the questionnaire. And this is sparking, is going to probably spark an appeal. That's what Judge Peter Cahill was saying. Um, of course, he didn't know this part about Brandon Mitchell when he denied a mistrial when the jury was deliberating. But maybe this ought to change his mind. So defense attorney Eric Nelson has filed a motion to have a new trial on an appeal. We have to wait and see how that's going to work out. He might get it and he might not. But uh, I, yeah, if I was a judge, I would throw this out right now and either do a new trial or just drop everything and say, screw it. So yeah, uh, that's what I would say. Just, just screw the whole thing. Um, because it's fishy. Now, I know how the jury selections work. I mean, I participated in juries before. You know, they only have like 12 jurors, but they get a lot of people, like dozens of people. And they ask questions on a questionnaire. And, and I know that the uh, attorneys for... The prosecution picks six jurors and the defense picks six jurors. And I'm, yeah, Brandon Mitchell was picked by the prosecution. Um, he's an African-American guy, which is okay. I mean, it's fine that this guy is African-American. Now he the serve on the jury. I have no problem with that. I have liberal friends that try to tell me, oh, Black people can serve on a jury. What's your problem, Brian? Well, no, I don't have a problem with that. I just have a problem with somebody being partial and being a part of BLM and participating in these protests slash riots, whatever you want to call them, because that's kind of what they are. They're, uh, you know, that, like I said, in Washington, D.C. last August, that was a protest against police brutality. So Brandon Mitchell has been lying. He was getting all this fame and publicity. But you know what I think? I think he should be held in contempt of court for lying on the questionnaire. That's what I think should happen. And I think there should be some type of punishment type deal with that. Um, I don't know what they do as far as that. Um, you know, get arrested, maybe a week in jail, a fine, community service or something. 
and send a message to the next jury that takes that case, if that goes on an appeal, which I'm sure it will, to send the message saying, hey, we're not putting up with this. We have a questionnaire. Answer the truth. And if you have something like that on social media, we're going to find out. Yeah, Brandon Mitchell was out there with his BLM shirt. And yeah, well, that's just kind of what he's up to. Lying as usual. It's, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he doesn't lie very often. I, I'm sorry. I guess I shouldn't have made that uh, conclusion. But, uh, yeah, like I said, he, he basically lied. Oh, uh, I wasn't uh, against police brutality. No, uh, I answered no because it wasn't. Uh, yeah. Whatever. I really don't think that that should have happened. Now, I think Derek Chauvin has suffered quite a bit during that. Uh, I think he's... Kind of learned his lesson. He's still sitting in prison in Minnesota waiting for sentencing. Which if this trial gets overturned on an appeal, he might be a free man until the next trial that comes up if there's a second trial. Um, so waiting to see what's going to happen. Um, of course, on the program here, I'm going to keep you informed on what's going on. Always updated. So by the next episode next week, uh, if I hear more, definitely keep you informed. But we will be taking a break, our second break of the program. Coming up, uh, second half of the program ahead of us. The show continues, so stick with me. Be right back. listening to the Brian Wallenberg show on the Wallenberg Radio Network. Politics, news and current events. We do that better than anyone. Great news stories. Great insights. You're listening to the Brian Wallenberg show on the Wallenberg Radio Network. And welcome back. Second half of the program ahead of us on the season premiere of season number four of the Brian Wallenberg Show. Yes, I've been doing this for a while. Well, I've been technically I've been broadcasting for 30 years now. Um, my fourth year doing this particular program, and I love it. I have fans all over the world listening to this program because this is where you get the real news, real scoop, great insights, everything. Who could ask for more? But uh, I, I know who can ask for more. You guys. So let's go ahead and give you more. Go on now to our next segment. The mainstream media is full of fake news. Can't tell what's fake or not? Well, Brian is here to expose it on That's Fake News. Well, with the uh, most of the media controlled by Democrats, um, yeah, there's going to be fake news out there. So, 
All right, let's see. How do I want to tackle this one? So, as we heard earlier in the program, some audio clips from Kevin McCarthy. Uh, Kevin McCarthy was on Fox News, and uh, yes, yeah, so I got an audio clip here for you. Now, Fox News was under the impression that, well, see, when you had the census, the 2020 census that just happened, now, a lot of uh, red states gained House seats, and blue states lost House seats. Now, I'm going to play this. Uh, Fox News was under the impression that it was the other way around. Um, but Kevin McCarthy actually corrects those uh, rumors or lies or whatever you want to call them and sets the record straight. So it's actually pretty good. So here's Kevin McCarthy on Fox News. Well, welcome back. We are back with House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy. Congressman, you've been going through some of the policies that are uh, happening right now under the Biden administration. And I know that there is an effort for the Republicans to take back the House in uh, 2022. Are you worried about what we just saw in the census? It looks like red states lost seats and blue states gained seats in the census. Greg Abbott said he thinks the census was fishy. Uh, his word, what? not mine. What do you say? Uh-oh. No, actually, red states gained. They should have probably gained more, and blue states lost. Look at California for the first time in the history of a state, is going to lose a seat. They actually lost population, and the answer Gavin Newsom gave was because President Trump had secured the border, so fewer people could illegally enter our state. It wasn't because his taxes are too high. It wasn't because homeless is running rampant. It wasn't because they want to defund the police, and now we're watching crime continue to rise. It's their missed policies. Why does California, Illinois, and New York all lose seats, but Texas gains two and Florida gains one? Because people crave freedom. People want freedom. Freedom to open their businesses. Freedom to take a risk. Freedom for their children to go to school. Freedom for the foundation to believe in what they want to believe as an American. And this is really one of the greatest contrasts to what you found. Oregon's going to gain a seat, but that's going to be a Republican seat. You know, the Cook Report recently did a study about redistricting, and they believe Republicans can gain anywhere from zero to maybe even five to seven seats. And we only need five seats to gain the majority. But people are moving based upon the policies of those states. And it proves that Republican policy of greater freedom is winning out. Yeah. And one of those policies uh, showed the jobs numbers on Friday a lot lower than people expected. You think that's because of this policy out of this administration? Free money. I just don't think it. I know it. This is the biggest miss in the jobs numbers in more than two decades. If Joe Biden had done nothing, the jobs report would be greater and more people would be in work today. All right. All right. So, yeah, I'll cut that off right there. But it's great that Kevin McCarthy set the record straight. It's the failed policies and horribly run Democratic cities and states that's causing good Americans to want to move out. Move to a conservative area. And, that, and that's what it is. I mean, move to Texas, Florida, even Utah. Utah population kind of grew a little bit too. Probably not enough to gain a house seat, but grew because people, good Americans, Republicans, American patriots, whatever you want to call them, are moving away from these Democratic-ran areas. And they're doing it 
to uh, bring uh, more votes from the blue states to red states. So red states will be gaining electoral votes in the election because when these great Americans are in these heavily run Democratic states, their votes count as if they voted for the Democrats. So their votes will be counted as Republican when they move to the red states. All these piss-poor leaderships in these uh, horribly run blue states, it's like the congressman said, they crave freedom and change. So this is actually a really good thing. So I'm glad that we can set the record straight on that. So, all right, let's go ahead and continue on the program. Go on now to one of the next of my new segments here on the program. Some things seem strange and unbelievable, but by golly, it's true. But you know, you can't make this stuff up. Yeah, well, a lot of stuff that can and can't be made up, but uh, one thing that is not made up is obviously our so-called president of the United States, Joe Biden, Mr. Dementia Joe, what I like to call him. And uh, he can't, he can never talk without having a brain freeze. Now, yes, I got a couple of audio clips. I know I, I keep doing this, but I just, I can't help myself. This is supposed to be our president, the one the Democrats fought and cheated to get into office, and everybody knows it, and people aren't going to stop saying that because it's true. But Dementia Joe and his brain freeze, and he tries to answer a simple question, and he just can't. So go ahead and check this out. Spoken about your relationship with him in the past. Do you still think you can work with him when he says things like that? Look, um, he said that uh, in our last administration, Barack, he was going to stop everything. And I was able to get a lot done with him. Um, Again, um, come on. uh, Everything I'm proposing that be done to generate economic growth, employment, and uh, put us in a position where we can outcompete. What? What did he try to say? What? Oh my goodness! Uh, oh yeah, but here here's one of my favorites. He said this recently too. He tries to say vaccines. dot com. But it says vaccines got gum. <laughs> Check this out here. Visit vaccines.gum. Vaccines.gum. <laughs> or text to... Vaccines.gum. <laughs> vaccines... He said that twice. Here, here it is again. Visit vaccines.gum. Vaccines.gum. Or text said it to... Again. Your <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my... Goodness, he said it like twice. He corrected himself, then he said it again. Yeah, vaccines.gum. Oh. 
Dementia Joe, Dementia Joe. Here we go, Dementia Joe. <laughs> no. Alright, so, yeah, let's go ahead and, uh, well, continue on with the program. Got another new segment here for you. People do crazy things, but karma always catches up with them. And as the saying goes, serves you right. All right. Um, yes, and you can guess uh, who kind of made this mistake. Uh, yep, it's uh, a Democrat again. Uh, who else? So, all right, so... Texas Democrat who called Tim Scott Oreo resigns. Now, if you know Tim Scott, he is a black Republican who, uh, a senator who gave the response to Joe Biden's uh, speech to or address to Congress about a week or two ago. So, Texas Democrat who called Republican Senator Tim Scott an Oreo has reportedly apologized and resigned from his position as head of the Lamar County Democratic Party. So he didn't step down from office, he just stepped down as the Lamar County uh, Democratic Party, the head position there. Um, so when he called him an Oreo, he was referring to, uh, well, well, Tim Scott being black, but then white in the middle. So basically, that's what it was all about, is being white because he had a Republican stance. Well, you can be a black person and be a Republican. Now, the Democrats have this whole thing backwards. They think that Republicans, a party of white people, and the Democratic Party is the party for blacks and Asians and Mexicans and stuff, which is totally not true. So they think that if you're a black person and you have a Republican stance, you're not fully black. That's why Joe Biden said that about that radio host during he was when he was campaigning that if you don't know for me or for Trump, then you ain't black. Remember that? Well, that's kind of how the. That's kind of how the uh, Democrats feel. So yeah, Gary O'Connor offered his resignation Tuesday after a slew of Texas Republicans, including Governor Greg Abbott and Representative Pat Fallon, called for him to step down over his Facebook crack made after Mr. Scott delivered last week's GOP rebuttal to the Joe Biden's address to Congress. So, yeah, that's what happens. I mean, you got to watch what you say. Now, everybody in certain positions have to watch what they say. I mean, I'm on the air with this radio program all over the world. I got to watch what I say, too. I got to make sure my facts are straight. Um... Got to make sure that uh, I don't slander anybody. I got to make sure I tell the truth. And when I give insights, make sure I say that it's my opinion and 
Just and I haven't had any problems. I haven't had any libtards call for me to have my show canceled on iHeartRadio or something. I haven't had that yet. I haven't had that. But if you're if I was in a position like if I was gonna be the president or the governor, congressman, senator, whoever, I gotta watch what I say. You know, I can t- attack somebody from another political party, especially during a campaign. But I still got to watch what I say and not make a racial remark. And even if I'm defending myself against a Democrat opponent who does try to make everything about race, in which they do, yeah, still got to watch what I say. Words matter. That's the thing. I mean, it may not be removed from, from a position, but I could be censured. Could be not in a leadership position. Could get voted out in the next election in my state. That can happen. And, uh, well, you know, I, I don't want to be. Now, I've talked about, you know, because we talked about Senator Mitt Romney who voted to be censured. Now, I don't know if that means he's going to run again in 2024 or not. Uh, if you will or not, I don't know. Maybe we'll try to do something else. I mean, I was kind of toying around. I mentioned this on a past episode that I was kind of, I haven't made anything official yet, but I was kind of toying around with the idea that uh, maybe I can run for United States Senator from Utah in the 2024 election as a third party candidate. Against Mitt Romney probably is uh, the Constitution Party. Now, I haven't made anything official yet. I mean, I don't know if I'm even going to do it. I was just kind of thinking about it, toying around with the idea of doing it. Be kind of fun. Uh, be be great experience for me. Uh, be a great job for me. But I don't know. I mean, I I might if he, if he, if he runs for re-election, I'm considering it. I haven't made anything official yet, so. Don't know if uh, I'm going to do that. But I do know that I'm going to take a break right now. The last break of the program. I will be back in one minute. Got a few more great stories for you. As my show continues, so stick with me. Be right back. You're listening to The Brian Wallenberg Show on the Wallenberg Radio Network. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older. Or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. 
Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Politics, news, and current events. We do that better than anyone. Great news stories. Great insights. You're listening to The Brian Wallenberg Show on the Wallenberg Radio Network. And welcome back. Final stretch of the season premiere of season number four of the program. So great to have you along for wherever you're listening to me throughout America and throughout the world. Great to be here. Like I said, I love doing this. I'll probably be doing this uh, forever. Uh, well, if I did become senator, ah, would I have time to be doing this kind of stuff? Uh, sometimes you got to work through the weekends if a lot of stuff going on. I could probably do it when I can. Maybe switch to a monthly episode, uh, do it on remote uh, from Washington. I don't know. That would be a good question. Could I do this if I did become senator? Have to change my intros. Uh, senator Brian Wallenberg. <laughs> Have uh, production be doing a lot of work for me. So, uh, but anyway, let's uh, go ahead. Yes, I got a few more stories. So let's go ahead and uh, continue on next story. People do a lot of things that are just too hard to believe. So we've prepared this segment called... Seriously, you've got to be kidding me. All right, so... Here's the deal here. Um, kind of don't like to have to mention something like this, but a police officer loses job after Facebook post calling BLM rioters terrorists second officer who reacted to the post was suspended and demoted well blm rioters are terrorists what else would they be so yeah a new jersey police officer is out of a job after she reportedly referred to blm rioters as terrorists and uh second officer has been suspended for six months and i'm assuming that's without pay and was demoted for interacting with the post just for interacting with the post but it's in new jersey of all places so yeah hopewell townships council unanimously voted to fire officer sarah irwin on friday and sergeant mandy gray who reacted to the post was suspended for six months and demoted so she's not a sergeant anymore so when she comes back and in her post Aaron Irwin say wrote last night as I left for work I had my two kids crying for me not to go to work and she also says I don't think I've ever felt the way I did last night she said and when I watched people I know and others I care about going into harm's way i love my police family like my own so when you share posts and things on facebook i'd really appreciate if you think before doing so so yeah then the post continued i've seen so many black lives matter hashtags in these posts just to let you know 
They are terrorists. They hate me. They hate my uniform. They don't care if I die. Which is true. It's totally true. But you do this in a democratically controlled state, township, the mayor, police chief. They're probably, I don't know, what are they thinking? Maybe it's not the police chief. A police chief would understand. Maybe it's a Democrat mayor that's uh, that this came down from. So that is, yeah, that's, uh, you know, I don't know where to go with that. I think it's uh, horrible. How the Democrats like to demonize uh, police officers. But, uh, yeah, anyway, let's uh, continue on now. Go on to our next segment. It's always great when the good guys win. Or should we say, capitalism wins again. On a lighter note with the uh, police officer, if you remember that... uh, uh, was it a couple weeks ago that a police officer in Idaho, Officer Nate Sylvester, mocks LeBron James um, for, if you remember that uh, where he mocks LeBron James for his response to the Micaiah Bryant situation. He was suspended, but he's back to work. So, yeah, I mean, if, if you remember this, I'll, I'll play this audio clip again. I played this on a recent program. This is Officer Nate Sylvester from Idaho who mocks LeBron James. So check this out. Get it up here. Dispatch, I've arrived at that disturbance. We have LeBron call my cell phone right away, please. Thank you. Excuse me, sir. Excuse me. No, can you put the knife down, please, sir? Sir, no, 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 sir, don't stab it. No, no, stop stabbing. Stop. Oh, hold on. Hold on. It's LeBron. LeBron. Hey, yeah, it's me again. Listen, I'm out here at this disturbance call, and there's a guy trying to stab another guy with a knife. What do you think I should do? Why does that matter? Okay, uh, well, they're both black. One guy's trying to stab another guy with a knife. Deadly force is completely justified. Uh-huh. I see. So you don't care if a black person kills another black person, but you do care if a white cop kills a black person, even if he's doing it to save the life of another black person? I mean, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but then again, you are really good at basketball, so I guess I'll take your word for it. All right. Yep. Okay. All right. Thanks, LeBron. Michael Jordan's the GOAT. What? Nothing. I gotta go. Sorry, guys. You're on your own. Good luck. Yeah, so it's, uh, yeah, so Officer Nate Sylvester was suspended for posting that because the guy complains. Uh, there's a GoFundMe page set up where you got well over $200,000 from it, but now he's back at work. They probably figured, oh, it's, uh, so ridiculous. So they probably thought, okay, well, we'll have him go back to work. So on a lighter note, yay. Glad that all worked out for the best. So, but that's what we need. So. Anyway, uh, let's see. Yeah, a couple more stories. We got time for a couple more. So let's go ahead and continue on to our next segment. People often make a lot of mistakes that seem kind of, well, you know, stupid. So we prepared this segment called, What Were You Thinking? (laughs) 
Well, I got kind of a interesting story here. It's uh, well, I guess in a way it's kind of funny. I mean, it's not like serious or anything. Uh, nobody got hurt or anything. But a Belgium farmer was annoyed by a stone in his tractor's path. He moved it, and the French border expanded now moving one marker i don't know how this happens but yeah a farmer in belgium inadvertently changed geography by moving his country's border with france so the farmer was driving a tractor and apparently got annoyed by a large stone block in his path so he slightly moved it another person recently walking in the forest noticed the stone had been moved uh, the history enthusiasts knew it wasn't just any stone. It was there to mark the boundary between the two countries. So the marker had moved about seven and a half feet, effectively giving Belgium more land. So what, seven more feet by, what, a hundred feet maybe? <laughs> All right, well, move the stone back. Um, moved it out of his way, but... I don't know, did he not know it was the boundary and his farm is partially in Belgium and in France? Yeah, you think if you move it out of his path, it would go along the borderline maybe? So he has, I don't even know how that even happened. But uh, uh, it, it's interesting. You know, it kind of reminds me, too, of what the um, our southern border was before Trump was building the wall. There's been just some areas there that were just markers. There wasn't really a fence there, just a couple little things to mark it, and people were supposed to know, oh, hey, this is a border. That's why illegals can go through it. But this guy not know it was the border? So... I don't know. That's uh, you know, my niece lives in Vermont, and they live up uh, near the uh, Canadian border. And there are some areas where you could go to where you're in Canada without even knowing it. Yeah, it's got to be careful because if you go a little too far, not even knowing it, the Mounties will get you there and. Border Patrol, they're like, oh, hey, yeah, you cross into the border. Uh, so, yeah, that's kind of interesting. So, anyway, time for one more story before we adjourn. So, go on to our next segment. Great new studies. And awesome inventions. It's time for scientific news. All right, so... A Chinese rocket is crashing into Earth, and officials have narrowed it down where its debris could land. Uh, again, by the time this program airs, it might be old news, but a huge piece of space junk is about to make an uncontrolled re-entry back into Earth's atmosphere, threatening to drop debris on a number of cities. Around the world this weekend, uh, it's left over from China's first module. Um, 
So no one knows exactly where it would land. So it could be anywhere. Like I said, it might be old news by the time this episode airs. Um, but hopefully it'll be in the middle of an ocean. Nobody gets hurt. So we want uh, the report good news. I, I got to report a lot of bad news, especially when I have to talk about Democrats. But yeah, I like to report good news. For a while. So hopefully he hits in the middle of the ocean. Kills a couple sharks maybe. And that's it. So, But anyway. Thanks for joining me on the season premiere of season number four. Um, yeah. Please check out my website. Uh, send me an email. Comments at brianwallenberg.com I do have a segment to read emails. I would love to read them. Send me them. Or comment on social media. I'll read those as well. Anyway, thanks for joining me. Be back again very soon. Want everybody to stay safe. And we'll see you again. Until next time. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to The Brian Wallenberg Show. It's no wonder why Brian has a worldwide audience. For more information about Brian and this radio program, head on over to www.brianwallenberg.com and click on Brian Wallenberg Show. This program is available on iHeartRadio, Apple iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, and other great podcast sources. Check out our website for a complete list and for contact information. Join us next time for another great episode here on the Wallenberg Radio Network. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.